Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful, sunny, breezy, City of Angels. Two of the four Final Four coaches will join us today. Both Porter Mosier and Bill Self will pop on by. The Hall of Famer Bill Self, Porter Mosier. Porter Mosier, I think, is uh, about uh, 20 minutes away. Uh, we'll catch up with Lola, head coach. They're all in between a bunch of interviews, so we'll, we'll pop him on when he gets a chance. Bill Self, I think, is joining us top of next hour if he gets a moment from his office in Lawrence. Uh, Jason Lockham for a CBS NFL insider will join us and Chris Broussard will join us. Got some interesting thoughts on uh, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold from, um, from Jim Mora, the former head coach of Josh Rosen at UCLA earlier today on the NFL network. We'll share that with you, but I, I want to start by talking about the NFL and not the catch rule, which Seems to be, oh, so when you catch it, you catch it now. 
Before is when you catch it, you didn't actually catch it. You might have caught it, but you didn't actually catch it. You catch my drift? Good. Now when you catch it, you caught it. But if you didn't catch it, you didn't catch it. That's essentially the rule. Yes, that's 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 all we'll do here. Uh, yes, Markel Fultz is back. I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. What I saw and what I didn't see. I like he didn't have cancer. He didn't break his leg. It was just amazing. Like even a standing ovation. Like all he had done is hurt his shoulder and change his jump shot for the worse. And possibly the shoulder is was injured because of the jump shot. But like he got a standing O like this guy. I, I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen less boisterous crowds from prisoners of war who've come back and been mentioned at halftime. We're like, oh my god, Markel Fultz is back. He's like he was just hurt with bad shoulder. That's it. And a broken jump shot. Which they kind of seem to have fixed and gotten back to the old jump shot, sort of. That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He was not dying. It was not cancer. His leg didn't break on national TV in the first game of the season or playing with USA basketball. He wasn't a prisoner of war, nor is he a war hero. He's simply a number one overall draft pick who to this point has been a colossal bust. And he played. He's pretty good. That's it. All right, we'll get back to that a little bit later on. So the L.A. Rams have been making moves. And yesterday, the Rams, well, felt like they pulled a Raiders move. The New York Jets had apparently at some on some level been engaged in discussions with Indomitian Sioux as well as a couple of other teams. The Jets, who have a whole bunch of cap room, decided to pull back off of their offer because that wasn't the long-term plans of the New York Jets. Because in all honesty, Indomitian Sioux represents what the Jets had jettisoned just going back to last year. Talent over character. So the Rams, bidding against themselves, gave him $16 million for one year. Which, to you, might signal, hey, he's going to have to prove it. A prove it contract is one that's incentive laden, that has a low salary number where you have to play hard, you have to play all 16 games, and you have to be well-liked in order to get your next deal. Here's a guy who's made over $140 million already in the NFL. He'd have to prove anything to anybody because we know what he is. He's played in one playoff game. One. With the Detroit Lions. Suspended multiple times, voted least liked player in the NFL, voted dirtiest player in the NFL. And oh yeah, by the way, take a look at what the Dolphins are doing. Jarvis Landry, talent, gone. What'd they do with Indomitian Sioux? What'd they do with so many of their talented players? They look around the league and they're like, you know, the most talented players, some of the highest paid players, they don't seem to always win. Because football is a game of 53, of 46 in the game day roster, of 11 guys playing together, together. No one finger is stronger than the other. All right, maybe the quarterback's the thumb. You can't win without it.
But, man, they are putting talent above character with the Rams. And we've seen this happen time and again. This is Redskins 101, who, by the way, that's where Sean McVay came from. Go back, go research what the Redskins have done under Dan Snyder for 20 years. Let's go get high-priced, big-name free agents, stick them into stick them into a Redskin uniform, and we'll just figure it out because the best players win. And it hasn't worked. Now, Sean McVay, of course, former offense coordinator with the Redskins, thinks otherwise. He was asked about the possibility also of adding Odell Beckham Jr., I think if there is one thing that that you can appreciate about kind of what we've done this off season and you know the way that we look at it organizationally is there's there's no trade that we wouldn't explore or look into if we feel like it can upgrade us as a team. Hypothetically, I think a player of of his caliber, you know, can kind of really do everything, but you know like we said, you know we, we don't really get into the situations of discussing players that are under contract with any other team just out of respect for tampering and the things that come with that. Mm. So, look, there's not a player, not a not a trade we won't explore. That's not the way it works with everybody else, or at least with the really good teams. That guy's toxic. That guy's toxic. That guy's toxic. You can be great on the football field, but if you kill the locker room, it doesn't seem to matter. I'm calling it right now. Akib Tlaib, a little bit past his prime and never past the prime of his ego. Andy Reid, he may not have been able to win a Super Bowl, but the guy has consistently been able to shuffle through players and get guys to play his way. And when he gets rid of a super talented cornerback in Marcus Peters, you add him to the defensive backfield with a keep to leave. You put Indomitian Sue up front. No, by the way, you overpay Indomitian Sue and you got Aaron Donald who still wants to be overpaid. Good luck with that. Oh, now they're talking about adding Odell Beckham Jr.? Perfect. Why don't you add Colin Kaepernick to be in the backup while you're at it? The Rams have no plan outside of let's just ca- collect pieces like a football, like a fantasy football team. But that's not a team. Character over talent, not talent over character. Sorry to tell my man, John Ramos. I don't see this working. Don't see it working. Didn't work with the Lakers. Remember when the Lakers went bad with Kobe and Shaq? It wasn't just the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq. They had a Carmelo and, and, and Gary Payton. And Rick Fox they had. They had all those big names. And it didn't work. And they got beat by a bunch of junkyard dogs in Detroit. Character over talent. And then I I think of what Michael Bennett said. And I do. I told you I agreed at the time in terms of having a guy or maybe two. Take a listen to what Michael Bennett said about uh, having Marshawn Lynch on your football team. You don't want people like... Like a whole bunch of Russell Wilsons, you know what I'm saying? You got to have like one, got to have more. You got to have three or four Marshawn Lynch's on, on your team that are at, at any moment. You don't know, never know what they're going to do, whether they're going to come to work or they're going <laughs> to drop kick the coach, you know, Latrell well. You just never know. You can't have a whole bunch of nice people on the sports team. You need one good guy that does everything right, you know, prays and does all the stuff and then like, hey, let's go play. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you need some thugs. That's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. How'd that work when things went poorly in Seattle? How'd it work? So, look, you know, they got they got embarrassed in Jacksonville, got in a fight, and then the next week they're down 42 nothing to the same Rams. I'm not saying that they're not going to have a supreme amount of talent. You've got a great young running back. You have good wide receivers. 
you have a growing, maturing quarterback. But the, the day that Jared Goff throws four picks and the defense starts pointing fingers, or the day that Aqib Tlaib gets lit up and Marcus Peters starts pointing fingers, or when the defensive line is mad, the defensive backfield's not making plays, or vice versa, they're not high-character guys. You're on the market for a reason in the NFL. Everybody can be franchise tag. It's really hard to get out of it. And you have to ask yourself, how did keep to leave? How did, how, did, how did Denver move on from him? How did Kansas City move on from Marcus Peters? How did Miami move on from Indomitian Sue? How could the Giants possibly think about, they have not yet, think about moving on from Odell Beckham Jr.? What do they know that the Rams are choosing to forget about? When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Let farmers know. Uh, let farmers share with you practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, we are going to be joined by Porter Mosier. We have huge news, breaking news in college basketball. Let's take it to David Gascon. David, what do you got? <laughs> Breaking news from Fox Sports. Doug, the breaking news comes out of college basketball. Louisville has officially hired Xavier's Chris Mack as their new basketball head coach. Deal in place is seven years worth $4 million per year. Mm. Mm. Um, John Rostin says Luke Murray and Mike Pegues are supposed to be expected to be part of Chris Mack's staff. Uh, that means that Travis Steele, the associate head coach for Xavier, quite possibly could be replacing him at X. Uh, this is kind of a pattern at Xavier. We've seen a pattern at Butler in that young, talented, up-and-coming coaches take Xavier to new heights and uh, fall short of the Final Four and then leave for double their income. Happened with Pete Gillen. Happened with Skip Prosser. Um, it happened It happened with, uh, with uh, uh, who else? Um, oh, shoot. Uh What's the name? It just got he got fired at Ohio State and then just got hasn't taken a job yet. Why am I forgetting? Now Thad Mata happened to Thad Mata as well. So we've seen this. Thad Mata was at Butler and at Xavier. Um. Anyway, fascinating to see. And then the parallel to Butler. Butler's had the exact same thing happen. That the Big East, though a tremendous basketball conference, no one's willing to pay upwards of two million, three million dollars. And that's not the case of uh, with Louisville. They they just print money, and I'm guessing he probably doubled his income from, you know, short of $2 million to probably somewhere in the 3 to $4 million range. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome in Porter Mosier. He's the head coach of America's Cinderella, University of Loyola, Loyola University in Chicago. Uh, Porter, thanks so much for making this, making time for us. We talked to you before the NCAA tournament. We talked to you during the NCAA tournament. Now we talked to you getting ready for the Final Four. Uh, it's interesting as I've I've actually come to learn a lot about Lula. I was, I was talking to an athletic director buddy. And he said, hey, do you know they that campus is unbelievable, that they actually built a beachfront there, kind of like uh, Northwestern, and they're, they're taking students away from the Marquettes of the world, other private schools in the Midwest, because it's in Chicago. It's a great school, and the campus is obscene. And, oh, yeah, by the way, now the basketball program's good. It, it's really – so take me back. Porter Mosher joining us, Loyola Chicago's head coach. You first get to Loyola. What was the place like? Well, athletics was the, the 29th topic that would come up when you talked about Loyola. It wasn't, it wasn't part of who we were. And that's 
Um, it's it's an unbelievable academic school. It's gorgeous. They put so much into the campus. It's on the lake. I'm, I can see out my window and see Lake Michigan right here. And so that that part of it. And so the grind of to go from where literally there was hardly anybody in the stands and to see all the videos go viral of this this run and see the the Chicago skyline lit up go Loyola it's been it's been so you know cool rewarding especially from me being from Chicago and uh it's just the buzz the energy i think it's going to change the direction of this university forever okay so with, with that in mind um there's a bunch of other questions that always come up and i think the first is so does that mean you're going to stay? You know how this thing works. You become the hot coach, and now all of a sudden job after job gets thrown. You're, you're now a genius. Um, how do you process the conversation about whether or not it's a, it's, a long-term, uh, it's a long-term fit? You know, that conversation obviously will happen after this run. I mean, I think the, the school has reached out and, you know, expressed that, that they, they want to discuss that, and uh, I'm grateful for that. Um, but I've just kind of been, you know, I've told my guys to block out distractions, and I, I, I'm doing the same thing. And it just my, our focus has been so much driven on what's ahead of us. And, you know, I know that will come up and be, become a reality when, uh, after this weekend, um, however it plays out. Um, but so that's, that's kind of how we've approached it. I know it's going to come up. Um, and uh, we'll have to, you know, see that when the time happens. Um, what, what did you? I, I know you've talked about Illinois State and talked about going to work for Rick and about how that all kind of just worked and brought you home to Chicago. And this has been a great fit. And now you've been able to to accomplish things that coaches only dream of accomplishing. What did you learn most from what happened at Illinois State? You know, just that adversity doesn't have to define you. You can get better from it, and. Uh, it, you know, I've gotten better from it. It's it's made me more, you know, who I am, and and you know, knowing that I can respond through things that don't go our way. It's helped me. Um, you know, it's you can, and that's why I like talking to other coaches that happen to. I always try to call guys that I know that had gone through because the next step you're going to go through a grieving any time in life, whatever adversity it is. That's kind of normal. But the next step, this reinvention, you can use your competitiveness and your energy to reinvent yourself. And I remember I had a chance to get a really crappy low, low, low job as a head coach. And I'm like, do I really want to do that just to prove people that I'm doing this? Or I had a chance to go work with Rick Majerus. And I chose that more humbling. I've been a head coach in two different stops. But it was all about getting better, and I felt I got better. And then it's, you know, you get confidence the more you – bounce back from adversity because I'm going to have it again. I guarantee I'll have it again. And you just, you just keep grinding for the reinvention is the next, a next competitive part of your journey. Um, all right. So now you have Michigan and you yep. have a, a coach's coach, you know, a guy who yep. everyone in the business respects looking down the other sideline, not just at the way he does it, doing it the right way in John Beeline, but also the way in which his team plays. Uh, is there a parallel to this type of challenge in terms of the style of play, the preparation for the style of play, based upon who you've competed against this season? You know, Coach Beeline's one of the best in our profession. And like you said, everyone knows it. And he's uh, he's doing it again. They're on a hot streak as well. They they haven't lost in a while running through the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, they, they pose some matchup problems because Mo Wagner, he's just different. You know, he's he's different 
because he's a big that can stretch you. He can shoot it. When he sets those pistol screens, he sets those lane-line pistol screens and he drops up. He'll do the pistol screen and ro- short roll. He'll pick and pop. He, he's, you have to make decisions on ball screens. You have to do some things. And, and then they're guards. I mean, they, guards, guards can really go downhill. They can really go downhill, so you've got to contain that. And then they just – there's just not a lot of teams, especially that we've played, that has, uh, you know, a 6'11 guy that can stretch you at a high level from three. Um, but Cameron's been really impressive. I mean, I, I just yeah. – for, for a freshman to be competing at this high level and be uh, that solid – when did you first see him? I saw him when he was a sophomore, um, and I just I just loved that he was a basketball player. And you know, I think I think people at the next level, you know, and I get it. People look at his athleticism, and he's not a rim protector. He's he's not a and I'll, I'll say he's not a high flying guy above the rim. Which, on a side note, Doug, I think we have to be the first team in Division One history to go to the Final Four and not have a dunk in the in the NCAA tournament as of yet. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's a great, incredible stat. Um, but. Crutwig knows who he is. You know, he's not a shot blocker. He's a throw-you-to-the-rim guy. He's a rotate-over, be big. He's a take-space-up. And offensively, he, he isn't too sped up. A lot of freshmen are so sped up. And the NBA guys always say that about the college guys. You know, we're too sped up and everything. He's beyond his years in the post. He's not sped up. He takes his time. He pivots. He kind of waits to see what, what, what side you're leaning towards, and he kind of spins back. He's got a great pace to himself in the paint. Is there a way in which you can prepare the players so that you know the moment's not too big? Is there anything that you've you've been able to kind of figure out you want to because look, it's it's even one thing to practice obviously in front of, you know, 30, 40,000 people. It's a whole other thing to play that game. What yeah. in your preparation do you think you can do to prepare them for when they have that big moment on the floor at the Alamo Dome so that it's not too big? Well, there's nothing I can simulate that's going to be like this. I mean, I think each step, each regional in Dallas and this, there's been a ton of hype. So they've, they've, they've responded to all that. But I tell you, Doug, the one thing, I've reached out to some other coaches and I've asked them about it. And the, the things that, I, that, that come back to me, everyone says, try to be as normal as you can with your routine. Normal with your meals, normal with your walkthroughs, normal with your film sessions. Try to take it as normal. The second thing, which was great advice, they're like, Put a deadline on Tuesday. Your tickets are, are in. No more changing it. Because of the distractions of people reaching out for tickets, some people said the first time they went, it went all the way to, like, Friday. And it can be so just – so we did it. I mean, by, by 8 o'clock today, there's no changing their ticket list, none. And they're not going to deal with that. So it's just interesting to see people say the distractions, you try to limit them as much as you can to try to get – to stay normal. Is there a in, – in preparing for Michigan, everyone worries about their offense. This yeah. year's team is really, really good defensively. How do you balance the time in terms of – you know, coaches all want to get the great scouting report to shut down John Beeline's offense. On the other hand, their defense is really their calling card. How do you prepare for that? You, you really have to watch it because they, they, they're so well coached and on all of it. I mean, they, they're big – they they hedge ball screens. They low lateral ball screens. They got you know their their guards are six four six 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 seven. Um, you know Simpson, their point guard, absolutely gets after you at the point. And it is such a good point, Doug, because they you know you do when you think of Coach Beeline, you think of how much they execute and the efficiency on offense. But they're at the top of their game defensively, and that's what makes them so good. Was there a, was there a moment in any of those first three games where you thought it wasn't going to happen? I mean, God, if I, I mean, 
Not, 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 no, because it was so close. You're not just sitting there. It's not going to happen. It wasn't like we were down ten with a minute left and had a comeback. They were right there, you know. And so I really never felt it wasn't going to happen. Grateful as hell, some of the, the couple of shots went in. You know, we, you know, Dante Ingram hit a hit a big time shot, and um, you know, in there, and we didn't call timeout in that Miami game, and you know, we we our guys kind of practiced the attack, and because so many things can happen when you call a timeout, if and. Um, so I didn't really feel like it wasn't going to happen because it was in, we were in the moment so much. It was a back and forth, back and forth. You don't just sit there in the close one thinking that, um, you know, looking back on all of it, you'll start to, you know, think some different, you know, think about how it was, but our guys have been in the moment, Doug, they really been embraced it. All right. I know you're in the moment. How much prep is going, is going on in terms of the other semifinal game? We'll probably break off, you know, we've had all hands on deck for Michigan, and we'll probably break off uh, two of my assistants to move on to the other two teams probably tomorrow um, and start digging in with the other two. You know, we, we just kind of had the same approach. The first couple days of the prep, we've had all hands on deck, and then we just kind of break off. I don't have one of those staffs that have 12 guys, like five video coordinators, <laughs> um, but we'll, we've kind of done that, and, you know, we our guys have embraced the prep, but... We'll we'll break off two of them probably tomorrow. What would it mean for you to be playing on Monday night? It, it's it's your ultimate goal. I mean, you 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 dream as a, when you first get into this, you dream as a kid to play in it. You dream as a coach to get to that stage. And uh, trust me, there's thankfulness is is on my mind twenty four seven. Blessed to be at this position, and just don't want it to end. And our guys don't want it to end. Well, listen, uh, you have most of the free world rooting for you, and it's it's one of those things where people, I think, even feel bad about rooting against Beeline. But Sister Jean obviously uh, makes that pill easier to swallow. Um, uh, but she's she's become a national symbol of hope. I'm just really kind of remarkable what's what's taken place. It has. It wish has. wish you nothing but success. Safe travels to San Antonio, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's not what you say. Sometimes it's what you don't say. Here is Jim Mora talking about who the Cleveland Browns should select number one overall. Because of fit. Yeah. I would take Sam Darnold if I were the Cleveland Browns. You know, I think that uh, that blue-collar, gritty, uh, attitude. I think his teammates will love him. I think the city will love him. He'll say the right things. He'll come in and he'll represent well. I think he kind of represents what Cleveland is. And then if I was one of the New York teams, I'd, I'd take Josh like that. I think they're both going to be great pros. Hmm. I think if I was one of the New York teams, I'd take he's fit. Now, look, I understand you can look into it. You can look into it as he's just talking about fit. He's talking about Cleveland. He's talking about grittiness. He's looking out for his guy and saying he's better off in New York. And that's probably what's likely to happen. And everybody wants to be proven right. Like you want to be the guys like, oh, Jim Mora got it right. But when was the last time you heard a guy who had a top five draft pick at quarterback say he should go anywhere other than number one? You ever heard that before? I mean, these guys are all propaganda ministers. They're usually Baghdad Bobs. I remember Baghdad. Do you guys remember Baghdad Bob? Am I too old to remember Baghdad Bob? Music, do you remember who Baghdad Bob is? I don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> hmm. Disappointing. Disappointing. Ramos, you remember Baghdad Bob, don't you? Is it CNN stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm thinking maybe CNN during the Iraqi invasion, but maybe not. He was an Iraqi diplomat 
Okay, is Muhammad Saeed El Shaf, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's a former Iraqi diplomat and politician. And in the 2003 Iraqi war, we invaded in 2003. He was the guy who said, you know, he was, he was like putting out the propaganda. Like during the war. He was also nicknamed Comical Ali, Chemical Ali, right? He was sitting there saying, um, um, American soldiers were committing suicide by the hundreds outside the city. He say, he would say there's no there's no American tanks in Baghdad, right? And then they'd have video of American tanks in Baghdad. He had these press conferences where he was speaking and the combat sounds of the nearing American troops could be heard in the background. And he was like, no, we're dominating this war. We will defeat the infidels. So some of it was a language barrier, but a lot of it was he was trotted out there as some blit diplomat, and he was really just a minister of prop, uh, propaganda. And it was a clown show. Usually that's what coaches are, right? Most coaches would say, I think Rosen's great, man. We played against him. I think he's a great kid. But I mean, how do you not, how do you pass on Josh? I mean, excuse me. I think Darnold's great. He's a great kid, good player. You know, they beat us this year, but man, I'm telling you what, I recruited Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen played for me three years through injury, you know, through different offensive coordinators, through struggles at offensive line. I'd go to war with Josh Rosen above everybody else, right? That's what everybody says. I mean, they're like, they're supposed to be like your own kid. It's like choosing, it's, it's, do you guys know anything about uh, all-star baseball? Video game? No, like if you have Ah. all-stars in baseball, Ramos, maybe you have this in soccer, right? You have like an all, you have all-stars. Basically, it's going to be every coach's kid is going to be on all-stars. And then there's like the five best, real best players in the league. You mean the political side of kids' sports? Yes, that's what happens. And Jim Moore is like, yeah, I don't know. I'd take uh, I'd take Sam Donald because uh, of fit. And if you if you know anything about St. John Bosco, they won a ton of games when he was in high school. And you ask their coaches, like, yeah, I'd probably take Sam Donald. You ask Jim Mora, who coached him for three years, yeah, I'd rather take Sam Donald. What what does that tell you about Josh Rosen? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. But let's uh, turn to a Hall of Fame head coach who's part of the Final Four, Kansas' Bill Self. They won the Big 12, the Big 12 tournament. And, uh, Coach, you yourself on this very same show said, hey, I want to be judged. We're we're judged at KU, not on the league championships. Great, It's a great streak. But what we do in the NCAA tournament, and what they did was when I think the biggest game of the tournament, right? Two thoroughbreds, a one versus a two, Duke versus Kansas. Bill Self, Hall of Fame coach of uh, Kansas, joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Bill, there was that show, of, there was that uh, uh, picture of you at the end of the game kind of yelling at the sky. And you're an emotional guy, but the joy that you had. W- was this win bigger than others? Uh, it was it was big. It was huge. It was a uh, you know you get a chance to play Duke, uh, uh, you know, on the biggest stage. Uh, 
uh, you know, in the most important game of the season thus far, and and, and certainly, uh, uh, you know, for the rights to go to a Final Four, and you know, we've we've been knocked out in the lead eight the last two years, so so uh, yeah, it was big. It was it was big. It was somewhat emotional, I guess, for for everybody. And and uh, but I, I thought we played great. I, I thought we we played at a pretty high level the entire game as I thought they did as well and and uh, but certainly our guys made some unbelievable plays down the stretch I thought maybe and, and this part hasn't been discussed enough which is um, I thought your guys did a great job of executing the scouting report at times defensively C- case in point Grayson Allen gets the ball isolated last play of regulation and yeah he, he nearly made a bank shot but it's because you took away his right hand you played yeah. him to spin back to the left exactly as the scouting report is written it's, it's one thing to write it down it's another team to get the team to lock in and execute like that yeah, I thought I thought we did it. You know, Grayson. Uh, uh, you know, as as he's hard to guard, especially when you're in the bonus because he can put pressure on you, and he's such a great free throw shooter. But Malik did a good job on him. I mean, he 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 scored twelve, but he got three with you know with no time left at the end of the game, and and. Uh, and he got three on a switch uh, early in the game. But so when 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 Malik was locked in on him, he did a great job. And 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 uh, and certainly, I thought Sfi did a great job on Bagley, even though he still got some numbers. I, I you know he limited his good touches and certainly did a pretty admirable job of keeping him off the offensive glass. You know, you you mentioned Malik. There was a time early in the year. I'll I'll admit it. I, I was ready to bail on the kid. You know, I just thought, all right, a year off after. After an up and down freshman year at Mississippi State, maybe he's just not that good. Uh, did you did you ever think he just he just ain't good enough? Uh, no, I never thought he wasn't good enough. Never, never, never. I I, I thought he was playing under his uh, ability, though. Uh, I think I think if this is a, his ability, I thought he performed under under that uh, uh, you know the vast majority of our season uh, uh, this year, and I don't know why. Just just trying to fit in or or, or uh, deferring or not wanting to screw up. But but in the last three weeks or so, he, I mean he's become you know arguably as good a guard as there is in the country. I mean he's been on he, he he's played at a really high level and be an MVP of our conference tournament and probably as good a player as there was in Wichita and and the most outstanding player in, in Omaha you know uh, he's been on a great great role and and, he, and we've needed him and, and you know because Devonte has played well but he hadn't made shots yet so so uh, uh, hopefully when we get those two clicking and, and uh, with Spee and, and LeGerald uh, you know hopefully making shots you know will be much harder to guard but but uh, I, I, I think Malik's been terrific I think it's been a, uh, just as a as a friend and a fan it's been a remarkable year I mean to go through what you went through with the roster changes midseason to add Silvio you know midseason like who does that right I mean who does that and and yet you win the league you win the tournament you you win the league tournament you win two in Wichita and win two hard-fought ones in in Nebraska like this has been an incre- incredible year I know you won it in San Antonio last time is it fair to say this might be a more remarkable year uh you know what the team in San Antonio in 08 was I mean that that was a year you remember Doug that all four number one seeds made it. I mean there there were real pros. I mean uh, uh, you know playing. You know when you you got you know of course Rose and all that crew with Memphis and you got uh, you know Kevin Love and all those guys. Uh, I believe Westbrook at UCLA and and you know Ty Lawson and Hansbro and. Ellington and Danny Green or whoever. I mean, there were some real guys in that, plus our guys. Uh, so, but we, we but we were one of the best four teams in the country all year long that year. This year we haven't been. This this year we've been hit and miss, and, and we have we've been. Uh, 
pretty soft at times, and certainly, you know, the things that we kind of take great pride in here, we haven't been great at. Our first shot defense was average, and we rebounded it poorly for the vast majority of the season, but we kind of got it turned a little bit, and then you know, how we won the game the other day was basically, you know, winning the battle of the boards uh, right. by 15, and, and so uh, I was... Uh, uh, I was really pleased to see that, and you know the whole thing with me is, and, and with most coaches, I think you know you're not going to play well all the time, but you got to make sure other teams play bad, and and we haven't done that consistently, and and I'm not saying we did that against Duke because they they played well and had a good game. It was just a, it, it, we we're just getting better in those intangible areas. Will you ever say that your team's not soft in the middle of the season? I know after the season you may come no. back and tell guys, no, they're always soft in season. Oh, I don't know, but but I would say it after the season if we were, you know, but that would be a total failure as a coach uh, uh, if you were able to say that. But but I said the other day, I can't call them soft. You know, we, we, we make some soft plays, but I, I think a lot of that just could be because of physical strength, too. You know, we're, we're not very big. You know, we, we start 185, 190, 195, and 205. Uh you know, to go along with a big guy, uh, but but certainly, you know, we, we're we're not playing with with heavy guys or or real tough phys- physical guys, but but mentally they they they've been pretty consistently tough, and of course that's even more important than the physical aspect. You know, it's interesting. You're going to match up with Villanova, very physical team, obviously one very that, physical. I mean, uh, unbelievably physical, and somehow they don't get called for fouls. 38th in fouls uh, in college basketball, mm-hmm. but you're going to play them essentially playing four guards, which is something that. Many would say they popularized. Like there is an irony to your four guard attack going against Villanova to win to play for a national championship. Well, I, I think you know Villanova can play five guards too. Uh, you know, when, whenever whenever uh, uh, you know Spellman comes out of the game and, and and they're playing Pascal at the five. I mean, that's a that's a you know even though he's you know he's probably a three in nature. I mean, his true position, but but that that that's. Hard, hard, hard to guard, and 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 then their five man, as you know, maybe their best percentage three point shooter right now. Yeah. Uh, so so they're a hard team to guard. Uh, uh, I I read today they're seven threes away from being the, the the having the most threes made in a season in the history college ball. So so uh, and even though that one only goes back thirty years, that's that's still a re- remarkable stat. Uh, because you think it'd be some run and gun team that averaged 100 a game that would do that. So it, it, they're they're good and 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 they're they're averaging 86 a game, but they may even be better defensively than they are offensively. And and certainly they're as well coached as anybody in the country. So so uh, we know we got our hands full, but but we're so looking forward to it. Are you? Do you remember the last time? Are you? Are there any stare, um, Are are there any things that that you're going to emulate that you did last time? Uh, last time we played Villanova. No, the last, the last time? last time you were at the Final Four in San Antonio and you won it. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, we may bring something up uh, uh, with our guys, or you know, may call something out. But but I, I don't think so. This this is a this is the uh, the first time, obviously, for this group going, and and very few of us were, were actually a part of this. I, I guess myself and Townsend and the. And and the trainers, uh, you know, and the strength coach, and that's about it. So so uh, th- th- this is going to be totally new. But but I don't know if we can draw from anything from that to help us, just because it's in the same city. But but certainly, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, there will be a little bit of subconscious confidence level going in, knowing we've had some success down there before. All right, man. Well, listen, we know uh, we know we'll see some uh, out of bounds plays, the alley oops, especially if they go to a zone. That's like a, that's a staple, and uh, we we know we'll. Have have you challenging your team to not be soft in the sideline? Thanks, Doug. I appreciate you, bud. All right. We'll All right. Uh, that's our pleasure. That's uh, Bill Self.
himself Hall of Fame head coach of Kansas. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.